You're listening to The Beauty Debut. I'm your host, Claudia Fabian. As someone who has spent over 25 years in the beauty industry as an esthetician, makeup artist, and in professional sales, I want to share what I've learned. Allow me to be your beauty avatar and give you a behind-the-scenes look at what it's really like to work in the world of beauty. And follow me as I navigate how to age gracefully. And remember, it's never too late to make your debut. This podcast is about all things beauty inside and out. Tune in every week to hear my conversations with the amazing professionals who are working in all aspects of the beauty industry. Get the scoop on the latest trends and learn firsthand insider tips and tricks to help you look and feel your very best. I'm so happy to have you here. The Beauty Debut starts now. Hi, Luba. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Beauty Debut podcast for what I would call kind of a underground kind of taboo topic. So I am just so excited to learn more about this topic and bring more awareness and education to the listeners. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So tell me, Luba, how did you get your start in beauty? Let's start there. Well, I'm not an esthetician, so I'm going to just put that out there right at the beginning. Um, I loved the beauty industry and the spa industry. I spent way too much time and way too much money in the spas um, in my early 20s. Uh, late teens. And then I was in corporate. So I did beauty in corporate. Um, I was in charge of over 600 stores nationwide. I did all the buying from anything from Chanel to CoverGirl and everything in between. Um, That became a very toxic work environment and um, enough was enough. And I had this little dream um, called Wax that I never really told anyone about. And it was just a full body waxing studio that turned into a bleaching studio um, shortly after that. But that's really kind of how I got started. It was literally just an idea. Um, Wax bars did not exist in Canada. And that's where I was originally based from at that time. And that's where it just came from. Wow. So you spent a lot of your career then on the retail vendor buying side of the business. Yeah, I, w- I was in corporate, um, and I was on the on the buyer side. So um, a lot of time, a lot of time spent in marketing, product development, buying, you know, new product launches, stuff like that. Not in the treatment room, and definitely did not have any access really to estheticians. Like I was dealing with counter girls, yeah. um, and like vice presidents and things like that for um, the executive side, but not in a spa industry. And I really was naive to it because I thought it was the same and it's an entirely different animal. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. What would you say the biggest differences are? Because I guess maybe sometimes I see it as, you know, the beauty industry is beauty, regardless of, you know, whether you're working at Nordstrom's or you're, you know, working as a makeup artist in a salon, it's all about products and helping people feel better. So from your perspective, since you've kind of lived now on both sides, what would you say is the biggest difference? That's such an incredible question. And I really like, I don't even know how to answer it. The best way that I can really describe it is it's almost like two separate clubs and they don't interject, if that makes any sense. Like it really is just two separate families, two separate clubs. They don't cross over. It's very different, um, like cosmetic beauty and then service-based beauty. 
Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I can see that. And you know, I, it's funny, I had a conversation with somebody recently about that, about sales. So, you know, there is professional sales, as you know, you know, you're selling a professional mm-hmm. brand into spas, and then you have your, you know, retail side of sales. And when you as a sales executive want to cross over, let's say you want to kind of dip your feet or, you know, kind of get the experience on the retail side, lots of times they don't even give you the time of day because you don't have quote unquote, the retail, what they call retail experience. And it's kind of funny because to me, sales is sales. Like if you can sell a lipstick in a salon, you know, more Mm -hmm. than likely you can sell it um, to consumers at, in a store. So I just kind of find that dynamic really funny, but it's interesting to hear you say that it's two separate families. And I, you know, after kind of having experience in that, I have to agree with you on that. Yeah. And I really love what you said about like the sales part of it. And maybe that is the biggest difference because we were so sales driven at counter that it was normal. We lived and breathed it. We had different sales targets for each brand that was represented in the store. And it was a no brainer on this is what needed to be sold. Recently at one of my stores, one of the estheticians went to the manager and said, why aren't we ordering more of this product? And she pulled out the numbers and she said, because no one has met their sales target. And that esthetician, and she's, she's a senior esthetician, like she's been around for a while. She's older. She's been with us for quite a few years, could not grasp the concept on why we just couldn't order more stock. (laughs) So I think there's, there's, yeah, like they couldn't grasp the concept. And I think they're just so service driven that I'm, and I've heard this in interviews a lot. Well, you know, my, my retail sales aren't high, but I'm here to perform services. That's my job. Mm-hmm. And they forget that part of their job is aftercare and is retail. But I think, I think you nailed it yeah. that, you know, they just think that it's very much just, I'm here to perform a service. That's it. I don't have to worry about anything else. My biggest struggle in 13 years has been them making retail sales targets. Yeah, and I think people, um, estheticians that come from a retail background and then go into aesthetics usually are rock star estheticians because they have the skill set for both. They know how retail is important and it's a driver of business, but they also, you know, then have the the skill and the talent to want to make people feel good and, you know, give a good service. I think that is a killer combination when you have the drive for both. Yeah. And those people are very hard to come by. They very are. Very hard. I maybe, ha- maybe have come across two, maybe three in 13 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I can definitely relate and definitely understand that. And I think that's kind of the thing too, with, you know, um, being on the professional side for so many years, when you're selling into, you know, sometimes these luxury resorts, you know, a lot of those estheticians too, they just don't perform retail wise. Like, yeah you think they should because they're more about yeah. service driven and it's and in that yeah. that's kind of the sore spot for a lot of spa directors because they need to prove you know they need to show numbers so interesting well that's a well, whole that- topic <laughs> for another podcast yes, absolutely. Episode for sure <laughs> for sure we could talk about that forever um absolutely so let's kind of dive into um, this topic of anal bleaching or personal bleaching, as, as I think it's nicely called, when did this become a requested service in our industry, do you think? Like, do you have a history time? Yes. Of, yeah. 
So we are kind of the pioneers. We brought anal bleaching to the market before anyone. And it was literally my first year in business. So coming out of corporate, I was working the front desk because, you know, as a business owner, you don't have a whole lot of funds at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So I was the new receptionist and people were coming out of treatment, paying for their services. And obviously, you know, Brazilian waxing, Brazilian waxing were our number one, number two service. And then the esthetician would come out after they left and they would say they were inquiring about anal bleaching. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? Like, what, what is this? What is this anal bleaching? So I started to do some research and there was a couple brands out there and there was nothing though that had a professional treatment to it. Like there was stuff that you could buy off Amazon. There was stuff that you could buy, you know, and, and use it at home, but nothing really in the treatment room. So we tried to kind of like gauge and figure things out ourselves on what would be a professional treatment. And uh, we used a couple brands over the years and things like that. And finally, I was just like, mm, it's, it's just time to do it ourselves. But people were asking for it over a decade ago, openly in the treatment rooms, never at the front desk, never would they have a conversation with me about it. But with their estheticians, they were asking for it over a decade ago. Yeah. And I, you know, I was, um, I used to do a lot of Brazilian waxing, you know, in the nineties, I think after Sex in the City, you know, mm -hmm. they showed an episode where they were getting waxed. I think it became, after that, it became not so taboo to even ask for a Brazilian wax or, you know, talk about yeah. it. Women, you know, kind of saw it as, you know, not a big deal anymore. And it became really popular where there was all ages, you know, coming in, asking and, and receiving Brazilian waxing, you know, the full Monty in most cases. So I, and I did remember having a few requests for anal bleaching, but you're right. There really wasn't anything professional. There wasn't anything that made it like a luxury spa type service or that, you know, you, you would want to incorporate into your menu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there was definitely a need. Mm -hmm. And with my marketing and product development development experience from corporate, I was like, you know, I'm listening to what the customers are saying. I'm listening to what the estheticians are saying. I know what's in need of, you know, on a business side owner of it as far as marketing and all of that. So let's just do it ourselves. I love that. I love that entrepreneur attitude too. And why do you think this topic isn't more openly discussed even to this day? And do you think it's still kind of taboo or do you think it's becoming more, because even when I was researching this, I had a really dig to find a professional brand and I was so happy to stumble across your brand and, you know, we connected yeah. and I wanted to have you on the show, but there's not a lot out there. No. And it is still very, very taboo. People are still very shy about the whole thing. My whole, whole mo uh, motto about it is you need to be able to talk about anal bleaching like you talk about the weather in order to be successful. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to be able to be, have that attitude of like McDonald's does when you go through the drive-thru and they say, do you want fries with that? That's how easy that conversation needs to be in the treatment room or in the salon. Did you want to add an anal bleaching service? People are afraid to talk about it. And that's why I created kind of this taboo risque business of really putting it out there. Like we just launched PPE masks that say, I used to work for assholes, now I just bleach them. <laughs> I love it. So that, and, and that was my first uniform that I created that the girls would wear. There, you know, we did other things. Oh my God, I'm trying to think of some of the other t-shirts that I did. That is um, so amazing. I need to get one of those a, masks. That was amazing. <laughs> uh, change your ringtone, anal bleach. 
And I find that, you know, wearing these shirts, it just opens up a conversation or wearing the mask, it opens up a conversation that people wouldn't have if they didn't see you wearing it. So they can kind of joke about it in the sense of like, oh my God, your t-shirt. And then they go in, in the treatment room and they're like, okay, tell me everything about it. So I've kept everything very, very lighthearted mm -hmm. in order to be able to give that person a safe, relaxed environment to ask any questions that they might feel embarrassed about. And that was my own personal experience, you know, getting waxed, you know, over, God, I'm going to age myself like 15 years ago, I used to get my lower back waxed and it was never on the menu of where I was going. Mm -hmm. And so I would never book it in, but I would ask the esthetician. And then when I would come out, I would say, oh, we did this little patch on my lower back. And just the way that I was treated at the front desk and I was looked at, like yeah. I was odd or something was wrong with me or it was defective, you know, my body was defective that I was growing hair in that area. And I remember thinking to myself, I never want anyone to feel like that. Mm -hmm. And then that's a whole other aspect when you talk about anal bleaching, because that's just not hair, that's discoloration of the skin. Like, you know, people have major insecurities with, with that. And I wanted to create a space and a product that just accepted everyone all skin is beautiful we're all different we all have hyperpigmentation how do we fix it together in a natural and safe way right and you know who is getting the personal bleaching who is doing like what is the clientele like because i think people again have this stereotype or you know because it's a taboo topic they think it's just for let's say um you know, strippers or, you know, porn stars, but it's not, mm -hmm. it's, it's for the average person, but you know, maybe you can speak to that. Cause I think that is, would be the stereotype. Yeah. So we have everyone from doctors, lawyers, construction workers, um, mothers, stay at home moms, everyone is coming through our door. And I definitely did did exactly what you what you said mm -hmm. is I narrowed it into a specific category when I opened up um, 10 years ago mm -hmm. and I took out a whole so this is going to age me so much but I took out a bunch of print ads which that doesn't even exist in today's world anymore I took out a bunch of print ads to advertise the service in gay publications mm -hmm. because I just assumed like you know gay men are going to love this service they're, they're going to they're gonna be my number one client and I think we got like two from right. that. Right. And then the people started to come in and I was like, oh my God, I completely kind of like mis misread this service. And I was still kind of getting to know it too. It was very, very new to me. Uh, I knew people wanted it. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's absolutely everyone. It's everyone. And they, they, they're usually married with 2.5 kids. I don't know why, but that's right. like the average. Yeah. Yeah. All business professionals. I've had construction workers that have worked all night and come into the store first thing in the morning, all like muddied boots, everything, and they're getting the services done. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I would, yes. not, have, I would not have expected that for sure. I'm and telling you when, when that construction worker came in, I literally thought I, I was going to get robbed. <laughs> I thought there's no way he was there so early. He was like, he was so like, you know, his boots were so muddy and he, and I was just like, there's no way that this production dude is really coming in for this service. Like, no, he booked it first thing in the morning and I'm about to get robbed. That's what I thought. Like I completely misjudged the entire thing. And he came out, he left her a very nice tip. He thanked us for, um, you know, the service and for being so open and, and offering the service and left and rescheduled and, and left. 
And I was like, wow, like I really kind of pigeonholed it into a specific category of people. Yeah. So the service really is for anybody that, you know, wants to have that done. There's, you know, no Mm -hmm. restrictions, but what, are there any contraindications? And the second part is, you know, what are the benefits of doing that? You know, you know, why should someone even consider it? So we don't recommend it for anyone that is pregnant or breastfeeding um, because we don't know what the baby may be allergic to. So even though our product is non-GMO, vegan, lab tested, all natural, all of that, we just don't recommend it for pregnancy or breastfeeding. So start after. Also, your hormones are going crazy and the discoloration may continue. So you don't want to actually start it until you've finished breastfeeding, giving birth, all of that and then start to start to see the results at that time. Um, in regards to, sorry, what was the second question? Like the benefits, like what, you know, the why benefits should somebody it. get this? Is it just more aesthetically looks better? Is it? One, yep, 100% to boost confidence. So no one necessarily needs to have this done, but with Brazilians and Brazilians being possibly everyone's number one, number three service, Brazilians for sure, when you remove all the pubic hair from that area, the skin is much more apparent to the naked eye. Mm -hmm. And what happens is they start to see that discoloration and everyone gets it from age, hormones, or even ethnicity, right? Mm -hmm. So it just doesn't look as pleasing to the naked eye. So all we're going to do is we're just going to make it blend, look younger and healthier. And I really compare it to the reason why women wear lipstick. It's a younger, healthier, more youthful look. That's exactly what we're doing down south. So you're also um, bleaching or lightening the labia area as well, not just the anal section. Yeah, so this literally can be used anywhere. Um, We lighten the bikini line. We don't do the labia in-house at my my waxing salons, um, only because there's a lot of rubbing involved. Okay. So I just kind of steer away from that. There is a take-home product. It's called the Brighten Up Duo Kit. Okay. And that's what we recommend to men that want to uh, lighten like the scrotum or the penis area or women that want to lighten the, the labia area. So okay. we just suggest that they buy the take-home product and do that. There's definitely salons that we sell to that do do those services. And that really is just a business owner decision on what service you want to provide. But right. this can also be used on the face on the elbows, on the hands, knees, ankles, inner thighs um, from gaining weight, because we'll have that friction, right? And that'll start some discoloration. It can be used absolutely anywhere externally. I love that. And that's a great add-on service because you don't really think about knees or elbows. And Mm -hmm. I think that would be a great addition to anyone's menu just having that option. Yeah, and, and it, it, once you start providing the service, it really starts to blow you away on how profitable it is. There's nothing that I've ever brought in, whether it be tinting, waxing, facials, there's nothing as profitable as skin brightening because it's so easy. It can be added on. It's very quick. You see the results right away. And then you start to learn all these other areas. The girls will call me and they'll be like, can, do you think we can add a knee lightening? I just, I just had like a personal trainer come in saying she's doing planks and um, uh, what is it? Those, um, those push-ups from the knees yeah. and she's getting discoloration because she's constantly on her knees or her elbows. 
and she's getting discoloration in those areas. Do you think that we can add that? So then it just starts to, to grow and to bubble from there on, oh, I, you know, this is the way I can make money or this is the way that I can make money. And what I like about this whole concept too is like you said, it's such a niche specialized service that, you know, it's, it's a great market for it. So it's a great thing to consider adding to your business because not everybody is doing it. And if you can kind of come in with the attitude that you have of just making it lighthearted, not a big deal, it could be really be a money booster, I think, to anyone's aesthetic business or spa business. Yeah, absolutely. And with Bright, you know, I knew that there were going to be salons where this just wasn't going to fly, whether they're in a small town, whether they're, you know, maybe it's a little bit old school, a little more reserved where, you know, I'm not, I'm not promoting anal bleach. Like that is not going to work for me. So with Bright, what I did, and I got a little bit of pushback, um, you know, when I was kind of developing this idea, is I said, I'm not necessarily going to put a major marketing campaign behind it. I'm going to give several different marketing campaign options to the business owner, and then they can use what's right for them. So for example, we've got kind of like PG marketing, which you'll see on our website. I don't know if you've been to brightenup.com. Yes. It's got the three women. Yes. And it's just very, you know, PG rated, G rated, you know, beautiful women, all skin tones, all ethnicities. And then we go into um, this one ad where it's literally just these two like legs and her knees are closed and there's a banner on where her, her hoo-ha would be and it says anal bleach. Uh-huh. So we've kind of given all of these options of like G-rated, PG, PG-13, and then boom, in your face, R-rated. Because right. nobody knows, no one knows someone's business better than the business owner. Yeah. So then they can go to our website, they can download those posters based on what works for them in their area and their industry, and then they can market the service from there. I love it. I love it. It's brilliant. And you, I think you kind of answered the question about how you started the brand is that you really didn't kind of like how I felt. I didn't find a really nice looking professional brand that I would be mm -hmm. happy to have on my back bar or to promote yes. um, or that had take home kits and, you know, people could maintain yeah. the results at home. There was nothing. So no. that's obviously why you started the brand, but tell me about Bright. And I want to be clear that it's spelled B-R-Y-G-H-T for those that are listening. Um, and all the information yeah. on it will be in our show notes on the podcast. But tell me about it. Tell me about the brand. You mentioned that it's vegan. It's got natural ingredients. It's not harsh. Um, how did yep. all of that come about? It's made it yeah, tell us about it. Yeah, it's made in the USA. It's woman-owned, which I think is very important. And you know what I what I really love about it is that we're not just a manufacturer that makes a product and goes out and sells it and has all these kind of sales targets and salespeople. We're actually using this product in two salons every single day in two different countries. We know that it works. We know what needs to be tweaked. We know what estheticians are looking for. One of my biggest issues was, you know, there's, there's a lot of turnaround in this industry. And this is such an easy add-on service that's so profitable that if someone new comes on board and they don't know how to use it, you're out that money as a business owner immediately. Mm -hmm. So with our professional product, what we did with it is we put very clear directions on it and we even color coded the bottle. 
So you can literally just figure it out as you go without any crazy training. Continued education was very important to me and customer service was very important. People are afraid of new things and they need the support of a company in the background. That's who we are. Um, you know, if someone calls and they've got a service question, maybe a manufacturer can't answer that question. We can because we're using it every day. We, you know, the problems that we've run into, we've been able to fix and rectify based on our experience. So I've always said, you know, Bright is made by professionals for professionals. There's nothing else like that. I love it. And so tell me about the training and you have certification um, that you offer mm-hmm. to licensed professionals looking to add this to their spa or service menu. So tell me about that. that that's a, an awesome um, thing to have. So we have all different options because we know that people have different budgets as, as well. So we've got one-on-one training. So we actually have people have had people fly to us from out of country um, to do the one-on-one training. And that's a two-hour training where we bring in a model and it's hands-on demo, you can ask any questions you want to the trainer with certification at the end. We have one-on-one training virtually. So in that aspect, what we ask them to do is to purchase the the kit, find a model. We have a model on our end, and then we do the services together in that one-on-one training. And again, those two hours are completely yours to ask any questions you have. That also comes with certification. We do webinars every quarter, um, and those are $39.99, and that is kind of in a group setting where we bring in a model, and then we have, uh, we max it out at 100 people each quarter, Um, and, you know, you can ask questions at that time, you can see the procedure, so really great for business owners that have new staff um, to bring them onto there, and then we also have a virtual training, so if you don't have time or um, or if the timing doesn't work, for you or you don't want to travel or you're concerned about COVID right now, you can download our uh, virtual training online and we go through it step by step. And that also comes with a um, training manual. Yeah. And I, you know, your, all your products look, they're packaged beautifully, by the way. And, you know, like I said, any esthetician would be happy to have that on their back bar because it's not, you know, it doesn't scream, you know, anal bleaching. It just looks very spa. Um, what is the, um, I know you have something called the light LED wand that is used mm-hmm. in the treatment, which I thought was really fascinating. Can you tell me about that and how that's incorporated into the service? Or is that strictly for yeah. use only? No, it's for professional use only. And I do want to touch on the fact of the packaging, because I love that you brought it up for the fact that it doesn't scream anal bleach. We wanted to create something that you would be proud of displaying on your counter and you something that you didn't have to hide when you you know brought your partner home or your you know your one night stand or your new lover or whatever it, it was that you didn't have to like run home run to the bathroom shove it in a drawer because it screamed anal bleach we wanted it to be so uniform and beautiful and neutral that no one would know what it's for so thank you for bringing that up i i love that yeah um, that's, that's one of the reasons why i liked it because it just looked professional yeah, we've really thought about everything from every aspect, from the, the consumer side to the business side. Um, so yeah, so thank you again for that. That, that means a lot because a lot of work went into that. Um, Let There Be Light is our LED wand for professional use only. So this is what's going to differentiate between the take-home kit, 
versus the professional service that you're going to have done in-house. It's a light with three different settings. Um, the red one is going to be for the exfoliating pr uh, process. Then the green is for, which I'm most proud of, um, it's to reduce hyperpigmentation. It's the only one on the market that has the green light. And it also has a blue light to set everything in and to cool the skin. Our wand does not have any heat. And this is really important for the listeners out there that are thinking about it. You do not want to have a wand um, that has heat because it will actually cause hyperpigmentation. Everyone knows that, right? Yeah. Heat mm -hmm. causes hyperpigmentation. So do not use a wand that has heat. So ours has green light, ours has no heat. It's used in the four-step system, professional only, and that's what's going to give that instant result of one to three and a half shades instantly after the first treatment. Wow, that's incredible. That's incredible. So because your products are all natural, are you used, there's not any hydroquinone, there's not, or is there? Like what is the light no. agent? No, that, that's what I liked, I thought too, was that was good. So no hydroquinone, no kojic acid, no mercury, no steroids. Very, very important. Those products can actually cause hypopigmentation. Those of you listening, that means I call it, and this is a little forward and maybe not politically correct, but I call it the Michael Jackson effect. Yeah. When you lighten your skin that light, there is no turning back. Yeah. So that was super important to me that we are achieving these results in a healthy and natural way. You know, it does take some time and it does require some maintenance. You can't go to the gym once and expect to walk out with a six pack. Everything right. takes a little bit of work, but we're going to achieve those results in a healthy and natural way. And we will never hypo lighten the skin. Um, our products are also Health Canada approved. And I literally just wrote a blog about this that's about to post. The FDA in the US, it's not required for you to list your products with them. So you really don't know what you're getting. In order to sell in Canada, it, it has to go through Health Canada to make sure that they look at all the ingredients and make sure that nothing is on their hot list. There's several thousands of ingredients that are banned in the U.S. and Europe, and I believe the U.S. have maybe 137 ingredients that are banned. Wow. I love that. I love yeah. that. You know, and I, you know, as looking on your Instagram too, one area that I think we didn't cover, which is so important. I think a lot of women suffer with this is underarm, your underarms. Yeah. Yes. People have darker yeah. you know, underarm pits and it's embarrassing. They don't like it. This is a perfect product for that as well. Yeah. We, uh, we even had someone write in the other day that said, you saved my prom. Yes. And this, this yeah. young girl was so, you know, so devastated that she wasn't going to be able to wear a strapless gown because you know, she was concerned with the hyperpigmentation under her underarms, and she came in for some treatment. She did the um, the take home product, and she was a you know she wrote into us that you know we we saved her prom. Like that was just incredible. So where are yeah. your two um, spas located? You have one in Canada. Yeah, in Vancouver, British Columbia, and then the other one is in Las Vegas. And the one in Las Vegas, we are actually it's also the home to the Chippendales. We do all of their manscaping and maintenance and lightening and brightening and all of their waxing and we're the ones that keep them hair free for you guys. I love it and um, where in Vegas is it because you know I live here in Vegas and I'm gonna have to go check this out. 
Oh, perfect. So we're at 250 and Flamingo in the same complex as LVAC. Cross uh -huh. Street exactly is Flamingo and Grand Canyon. Oh my gosh. Well, the next time you're in Vegas, I'm going to have to meet you for a cocktail because this is pretty incredible. I just love your brand. I love, I personally love supporting female owned brands. And I think, again, this is such an important topic that is not talked about. It needs to be talked about mm -hmm. and it's okay to offer this on your menu. I want to normalize it. I think it is amazing. Yeah. And I also want to the listeners to know that you do have a very informative YouTube channel and you also yeah. have a podcast. Um, which I love. So yes. let's talk about that. You bet. So our podcast, we just started last year, um, three different perspectives. So you've got the owner, who's me. We've got um, Becca, who is our uh, director for both of the stores, not an esthetician. And then we have a trainer, Ashley, who used to work for me when she was in Vancouver. So three different perspectives about everything in the industry. Most of the time, we don't, we don't uh, see eye to eye about things, but you literally have three different perspectives. Uh, it's called Between Both Cheeks. It's so a little it. bit cheeky, but yeah. <laughs> uh, and you can find us on anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So iHeartRadio, Apple, Spotify. Uh, and then our, what was the other one that we were just talking about? Oh, our YouTube channel. Yeah. Over 94 million views and over 165,000 subscribers. That you can find at WACHR Bar um, on YouTube. And we have everything bright on there. We have uh, Brazilian demos. We've got Brazilian demos. We've got everything that is taboo that you might be scared to talk about or do. I love it. I love it. I think that is so great. I think this is amazing. And, um, and your Instagram feed is beautiful. It's nicely done. So again, you can go check it out. Um, it's bright and it's an amazing thing to add to your menu and support female owned businesses. So Luba, thank I'm you so much for enlightening us. Ha ha ha. And, uh, <laughs> for, <laughs> and for just educating us on this, you know, quote unquote taboo topic. I think it's amazing. Of course. Yeah. So please follow us on Brighten Up, which is our Instagram, B-R-Y-G-H-T-E-N-U-P. -E so Bright with a Y, Brighten Up is our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And yes, it's all about supporting each other in this industry as women. We need to learn how to collaborate and stop competing. Yeah, that's that's another topic as well that I want to cover on uh, the podcast <laughs> is, is about that. And I try to touch on it on each episode mm -hmm. because, you know, the tagline for this podcast is, you know, the beauty industry, the good, the bad, and the catty. And Love it. I wish there was less catty. <laughs> and, you know, there predominantly is, is a mostly good. Um, but you know, there is that kind of thing with, with women Absolutely. And competing and I don't like that. No, no, but that's definitely a topic for another day. That one can go on forever. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Well, thank you for taking time out of your busy day and chatting with all of us. And it was a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to meet you and uh, stay bright. Yeah. Stay bright for sure. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you liked this episode, I would be grateful if you would rate and review and be sure to subscribe so you can get notified when the next episode goes live. To learn more about makeup, skincare, self-care, and my personal go-to products, visit thebeautydebut.com. 
Do you want to continue today's conversation? You can find me on Instagram at The Beauty Debut and on LinkedIn at Claudia Fabian.